0: we wanted to keep that uh, natural feeling like I'm using my face to be verified, right? And COVID-19 showed that facial recognition is actually a good option because people can do a lot of things remotely and be verified.
1: Hello, I'm Sue Nelson and welcome to the Create the Future podcast brought to you by the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering, celebrating engineering visionaries and inspiring creative minds. Charlotten Gayson is a young engineer and tech entrepreneur from the Ivory Coast, whose work is already having a big impact. She's the co-founder and CEO of The Base Group in Ghana, and last year became the first woman to win the Royal Academy of Engineering's Africa Prize. The prize was for developing Base API, the software for a digital verification system that uses AI and facial recognition specifically to verify the identities of Africans remotely, something that's especially useful during a pandemic and in real time, too. It doesn't need special hardware and uses a phone or computer's built-in camera. But since facial recognition isn't new, I began by asking Charlotte what made their product different to existing facial recognition software.
0: Since we are based in Africa, we target people of colour, but our system can actually work with dark skin and even white skin. We don't have any bias right now. We are just targeting the African market. So in terms of what makes us different, what I was saying is the cases, how we use our facial recognition, we have a live detection where we can help the clients to know that if a person behind the camera is real, is a human. And the second one is a matching faces, where we can make sure that the person who is trying to apply for online services is actually the owner of the ID document of the personal product earlier. So that's basically all the process of verification using this API and how we differentiate
1: ourselves. There have been difficulties in the past, haven't there, in terms of Facial recognition not working as well with darker skins? Yes, a
0: few years ago it was actually a huge conversation. People were talking about that. Even when we started, we have that uh, challenges where they were very scared about, like, okay, we are going to use facial recognition in the African market. Are you sure that it's going to actually fit that market? So we had a lot of questions as ourselves, but at the end, we were software engineer data scientists. So we know that it's about like training your model. So we're like, okay, let's just start and see how this goes. And we focus on the local market. We train our model with the data we have. And right now we have done some uh, some testing already, some pilot phases, and so far the product works the way we're expecting. And we believe that even in the next few years, the product is going to be more performance because we still are working on that as well.
1: And what made you decide to develop it? Was there a gap that needed filling?
0: Basically, in 2017, I moved to Ghana to attend a one-year training programme for second entrepreneur. And that's where I met my co-founders. And we decided to study the local market, the African market, talk to banks, businesses. Uh, we noticed that they have a huge problem, test of KYC, know your customers, and also they spend a lot of money in that process. And when we went back to talk about the solution we built, they were actually more reactive. They reacted. They were like, "Okay, that's actually solve that issue. And can even help us to, to to get more clients? People that are not staying in they want to access to our services. They can do this remotely." In terms of choice of uh, facial recognition, because we know that we have different type of biometric technology, fingerprint and iris. And in Africa, fingerprint Print is the more used, I mean, in terms of the technology, is the one people are used to. But we wanted to, to keep that uh, feeling like when people go to, maybe, let's say, an example, a bank to open a bank account, they meet an agent, they provide the ID card, the agent will look at the face and say, that okay, that's the person, then they process. And we want to keep that natural feeling to make sure that people don't feel that, okay, they need to come and take their finger again, and All eyes to like different levels. So we wanted to keep that natural feeling like I'm using my face to be very fine, right? And even in COVID-19, that was a time where it showed that facial recognition is actually a good option because people can do a lot of things remotely and be verified. We don't have to go to be physically there and have access to, let's say, fingerprint or maybe, yeah. In terms of cost, it was much easier to invest in facial recognition for us that fingerprint requires a lot of devices. That's why we chose that technology and that's why we are working on that industry.
1: So that's actually, the pandemic has sort of helped you in a way particularly as there is this issue with identity fraud within banks and it and it sort of benefits the customers as, as well, as you say, not having to actually physically be there. What has the uptake been in Ghana?
0: In terms of clients, we are within the company right now, it's small businesses, but actually they have these kind of challenges in terms of KYC, so that we're working with them. We don't have a big portfolio in terms of clients, but we still have few businesses that are working with us and basically, it's more undisclosed, but yeah. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Yes. I started thinking about being a tech entrepreneur, after my 30 year university where I was feeling that I, I knew a lot about technology and I was really passionate about like the journey, the process of building products and I was like, okay, I want to be able also to have my startup, to be product and to be part of his, of his journey. Like, and so far, yeah, it has been a great journey and it's something that my passion, my feelings. So I'm happy to be an entrepreneur, and to work with local people, to solve key challenges and yeah to be part of those innovators in Africa.
1: Now, you studied computer science and software engineering at university while you were living in the the Ivory Coast. What was the attitude like there growing up towards studying those subjects? I guess it was challenging, but
0: I remember that when I, was, when I moved from high school to university, basically in my first year, I noticed that we were not, in terms of... of the number of women we had a lot of male in the class that the female I noticed that uh that thing was obvious, but I was really not focused on that. I was like, maybe it's based on choices, but it was not. It's later I noticed that it's just a issue problem. I mean, a lot of women don't get that option to even have education in the basic age, and also when they're in high school, in terms of choices, for going to uh the stem or take career don't have this kind of uh, advices nobody nobody recommend advise them to choose that uh, career so in terms of courses, it was not really hard in my in my personal experience because I was part of the best. I was feeling that it's just about learning. More you learn, more you know, more you're able to, to be part of the best, right? It's about skills. So it's not about like it's hard for female or male. It's the same content they're providing to everyone in the classes, right? To both male and female. So just like be able to study, to learn, apply this in your, in your daily lifestyle.
1: As a child, when did you first come into contact with computers or was there a a moment where you suddenly thought, this is what I want to do?
0: To be honest, when I was young, I didn't have a lot of information about tech, computers, science, white, right, or just good in math because my father is a mathematical teacher. And I was like, I like numbers, I like geometry, I was good at science, right? and after high school, I was looking for universities, right? And most of a good university was actually based outside the countries, and it was actually expensive. So I was like, okay, let me choose uh, computer science. I mm-hmm. was happy at the same time because it's something new for me. I went to do some research abroad that, and I was like, oh, it's so cool! Like it's still mm-hmm. like math, it's still numbers, so it looks cool. Let me just go and explore. I was like wow i like it because i've got my first computer then uh, i was good in what we are doing i was able to understand things it was much easier than what i was expecting i thought it was going to be hard like really challenging but it was more like it was flowing so i was able to have good uh, mark and yeah so uh, i started do more research and see what i can do next and yeah i think that's when my passion started like i like what i'm doing but before that, I didn't know much about technology or Boston.
1: And is Ghana a, a good place to study and do all your business with software engineering? Has it got a very positive attitude there?
0: Yes, Ghana is a good place. And first of all, because it's an African country, so there is a lot of opportunities compared to Francophone countries. And so gone, is close to Nigeria. You know, Nigeria also is a big market, and Ghana is still as a good market because there is a lot of uh, software products that local people use. I like the way the market behaves, the entrepreneur behaves. So it's more active. I mean, every day to work, so I can see progress.
1: Is it fair to say that there is a sort of digital technology boom going on in in the whole of Africa right now?
0: Yes, actually. There is a lot of boom. I mean, even recently we had a, a lot about in You see a lot of our oh, Nigerian startup move to the next stage and increase their value. That's amazing because it means that people are working and people can see us working because we have a lot of investors coming from outside that actually they show interest to what we do and yeah i think that africa is we are right now in a stage where we understand things we have local people young people who have the skills and they want to be part of a change so they're doing their best to find challenges and to solve the challenges or local people are facing of technology and yeah I'm really confident for the next step for what is going to happen in the next five ten years yeah it's really like, it's going to be amazing.
1: And what made you apply for the Royal Academy of Engineering's Africa prize?
0: The first time I heard about this I was in Uganda for one of a program manager and actually we are talking about how to ask like is a is actually a good program you can learn a lot and get access to financial support just check and at the same time i remember that the previous cohort was in uganda for the pitch for final pitch and i got that opportunity to talk to some of them and to get their feedback like how the program was really helpful for them like all they support them in the support in the process. And I had a lot of good feedback. And even when they heard about what I do, they were okay, you need to apply because your product looks amazing and you can even get far. And I was okay. So I came back in Ghana, I talked to my team and decided to apply. And the process was long, but it was so good. We learned a lot during that eight months. And in terms of visibility, we got a lot of visibility as well. So it was amazing to be part of that program. And at the end, since we have a winner, so we also get like financial support to help us to maintain our cost and yeah, that's nice from the Royal Academy.
1: That eight months of training and mentoring has really helped.
0: Really helpful, really helpful. Because in my team, all of us are the co-founder, we have a tech background, so when we moved to when we started with Africa price we didn't have that uh Focus on business, right? We're just focus on building product, you know, tech, tech, tech. And when we start the program, we're able to have that structure and understand that you can actually generate revenue if you if you're if your innovation, not just. Bit to bit. we can do a lot of things with that. And we secure partnership, we get a lot of diversity, we secure our first clients, it was so amazing. So we learned a lot. And right now we are so confident even to talk with potential clients about our business because we understand what we do. And we can show that our advantage of product can be for businesses. And that's truly really because we are a big part of, of the Royal Academy Africa Prize program. It was amazing for us.
1: And what are you doing or have done with the prize money? The prize money
0: actually helped us to cover some setup costs in terms of product development. Software engineer to work with us, and it's helping to cover some salary, even for the grow because we, we want to grow our business. Right now we are targeting Africa, but we need also to go to our to see how the market is behaving and be on the ground and work with people. And that money helped us to go there last in February. We went to other to, to talk to some businesses, and it was a good market research there, and we we'll bought some or. Uh, outcome that can help us to I mean to to work for the next step or for the next step for us and we plan also to we'll go to Nigeria and yeah so that's basically what the money is going to help us, is trying to how it support us now and what are your plans for the future then we plan to go deep to keep uh, doing some market research, to keep building uh, products from the African market based on this kind of uh, aggressive technology, AI. And yeah, so right now we are working on our second product. It's not ready yet, so we don't talk a lot about that, but it's actually in the financial uh, space as well. And we believe that it can really be helpful for a lot of, for, in terms of financial education and for this market. And, in things, right, and also we provide some consultant um, services for depth of AI for any local businesses or that want to apply AI in their business. We can help them to do that. So yeah, uh, in terms of base API, we keep uh, improving the, the model, the product, and we keep uh, pushing to get people who use that product as well.
1: And um- what would you say if you were to encourage people to do what you did and study computer science and software engineering what would you say is a good reason to venture into that area?
0: i in that industry for some years right now and there's a lot of opportunities and I like the fact that technology is actually a tool you can work with in any type of industry so agriculture, I mean agritech, fintech, finance, you know, you can use technology in different ways so it's so amazing to, to have this kind of creativity uh, innovate in an industry so I think that what I can say to people just like if you want to, first of all you need to have that passion like I want to Work in the tech industry, and if you really want that, don't just listen for stereotype tap because there's a lot of sweet tap basically for women, so don't focus on that. Do your own research, Do know what you want to do and just go. You need to do your own research, you need to discover this industry by yourself and talk to the right people. So don't be scared to join us in the tech industry because there's a lot of opportunities and you can really go uh, as a tech entrepreneur, even as a, uh, as a developer. Or there's so many ways to work with tech, so just find your way.
1: Does Ghana hold engineers in high esteem? Do you feel appreciated?
0: Yes ecosystem is really active. We have a lot of, of tech events around in Ghana. There's a lot of programs related to businesses, tech. So there's a lot of conversation about that. So you feel that people know what you do, they understand what you do. When you say that you're tech entrepreneur, they don't ask you what is that. They know what is that. And that's the feeling that they respect your part, like what you guys do, and they know that how it's important. And also, a lot of corporations try to start that conversation, work with startups, they invite Local entrepreneur to come into the venture just to have conversation to how they can they can improve the work and that's great. It's a good way to start. So I think that the market is let's say like it's what it has. Well, in some ways it's okay. <laughs> we manage. It's okay. We still have world, We still have challenges, but we still try to make some effort as well.
1: I mean, you're still in your twenties. You've done so much, but is there anything? Looking back, that you think you know, if I could go back and do that again, I would do one thing maybe slightly different. What what would it be that would you'd say is a lesson learned that you can pass on as a tip to others?
0: To be honest, I don't know. What if I remember? If I had to be if I tried to go back uh, some years ago, I think that I should have made the same choice based on the option I had at that moment. Right? I have few options at that moment. I should have made that uh, same options but yeah i don't have any regret for choosing tech because something i like and you know when you like something is it's actually your your daily work you know you enjoy your work so it's okay but i think that and right now even uh i keep all uh, study is not like a stop because i still trying to apply for scholarship then to keep study to at some point get a phd I have like you know start, uh, kind of or uh, work with recession. so i have a lot of projects so i don't think that i have any regret from the past in terms of choices base
1: of tech that's good in itself so it sounds like not only no regrets but there are no mistakes you, you feel you're doing the job you love and it's all gone relatively well
0: but I, I think that one of the lessons I've learned just like you need to make sure that you, you have a good team because it's a journey right and there is a lot of challenges or uh, we happen at some point so you need to have a team that we're going to, to support you uh, at any moment i mean just have kind of strange to keep going because solution idea you can change idea right you can change you can improve you can pivot you can do a lot of stuff but team is is very really important if you don't have like a good team you can go slowly and it can be really like challenges and people start to feel like nothing's moving so I think that if uh, I think the lesson I've learned just like to have a, also a focus on, on the team building at uh, like any stage and make sure that we all feel good about what we do.
1: Charlotte Gayson, thank you for joining me on the Create the Future podcast. Find out more about the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering by following QE Prize on Twitter and Instagram or visit qeprize.org. Thanks for listening and join me again next time.